Today's episode will be the fourth installment of what life looks like to someone after a life of abuse on their journey to a healthier lifestyle. We will discuss coping while transitioning from survivor to victor mode as a business owner after leaving a toxic relationship. Last week, we discussed what it was like for someone who survived a toxic relationship dealing with their emotions. This week, will be all about our business owners coping with life, juggling their business and personal lives simultaneously after a life of abuse. So many business owners do not realize when they are in toxic relationships due to being busy with their businesses. The person they love are not touching them physically with force, or they avoid dealing with how they are being treated by putting in more time into their business to deal with what is going on rather than themselves. Whether you're a business owner or not, dealing with trauma is hard. No situation is worse or better than the other. It doesn't matter if you are being abused physically, emotionally, financially, spiritually, or intellectually. Pain is pain, and no one's pain should be taken lightly. Each person has their own way of dealing with things we may or may not understand. What is important for the supporters of people in or have come out of toxic relationships attainable are patience and active listening. These are the two biggest gifts you can share with them. Having to decide to leave someone you love no matter how harmful they are to you is not easy to do. Everything about you is tied into that other soul. There are so many things that need to take place for the victim to have solidity under their feet to leave with confidence knowing they will be well on the other side of toxicity. One of the first things that need to take place is to recognize if you are being abused. If someone is being forced into a lifestyle they are not consenting to be a part of, although they consented to be being in a relationship with their partner, is probably experiencing abuse. According to the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, one in four women, one in nine men are abused. I often wonder how many of these are business owners. I was never able to find the stats on this, and I'm still researching on it, but it's still something in the back of my mind that I always wonder how many of these people are business owners. Being a business owner myself, I can tell you firsthand how difficult but yet achievable how it is to recover after a life of abuse. It sucks. That's my best description for what it really felt like to me. I'm still recovering, but with much better perspective than when my healing journey began. Although I still had a business to tend to, the first task was to take care of me first. Business owners generally don't think of themselves first because we're so focused on losing clientele, which greatly affects our profits. If you remember in my first episode of the year, I expressed to you how I gave myself one week to process my emotions after getting rid of my abuser. It was the roughest week of my life. I literally had to force myself to feel so I could process absolutely everything. 
That's something you don't get the opportunity to do while you're still with the abuser. So many people expect you to snap right back so soon after leaving. It really isn't as simple as they suppose, but it is very possible. So after processing everything, literally that full week, a full week, which is seven days, 168 hours, 10,080 minutes, 604,800 seconds, a full week, I got up and immediately researched for the best bookkeeper I could find in my area that would listen to where I am financially and where I wanted to go. I'm very goal-oriented, and it's so important the people I hire to support me accomplishing my goals understand that and reinforce that characteristic. Hiring a bookkeeper was the best decision I made. She is one of my greatest assets. I feel so relieved to not have to deal directly with my finances day to day so I can focus more on healing. Now I still do the back end of keeping up with the receipts and logging what I spend and how much I have coming in, but the actual record keeping to satisfy the state and the IRS, I delegate to her. After building my relationship with my bookkeeper, I sought after a marketing expert, a psychotherapist, a business lawyer, a separated and divorced coach, and a domestic violence advocate that could actually coach me on the other side of the, of the judicial system. I'll leave the links of the two ladies who specialize in separation and divorce and domestic violence in the show notes. Each of these women have been very instrumental to me. My recovery has been of greater ease since delegating so much. That's another thing most business owners don't, excuse me, that's another thing most business owners who experience abuse deal with. Having the opportunity to not shoulder so much responsibility. While with the perpetrator, some abused business owners cannot have anyone else involved in their businesses because you never really know what the perpetrator will use as an excuse for power and control, causing them to lose clients, suppliers, or even the business itself. In another episode, we would discuss how power, control, and image being the triangle of the abuser. It works pretty much like the fire triangle. Very ironic, I know. The victims work hard to discard at least one in the triad to keep themselves safe, to keep themselves out of the fire, so to speak. So after the starting over series, we will plan on when to publish the episode of what I coined the abuser's triad. That particular episode, I think, will also be a great class to consider later in the year. The next thing the business owner should consider is to think about what life would be like on the other side of the window. And what I mean by on the other side of the window is, you know how sometimes when you were a child, you saw something on the inside of the store that you really wanted. All you know is that you wanted that thing. You wanted what came with that thing. But on the inside of the store, you did not realize what the cost of that thing was. So as a person on the inside of the store, they want who is on the outside of the window to come and get the thing that's on the inside or give them the support that they need. So what I mean by think about what life would be like on the other side of the window. 
what would it be like on the other side of the window of that toxic relationship? What will life be like for you? Think about how it, you want it to be on the other side instead of on the inside of the window where the bike is or where that toy, that thing is that's causing you harm. What is it like on the other side for the people who are walking by, smiling, gazing at you, not realizing what you're going through? You already know what it's like living the life you are living now. It's unsustainable. So ask yourself some thought-provoking questions. When I get out, what is it I really want for my business? Or now that I'm already out, what is it I really want for my business? You can be someone in either place. Another question is, where is my business now fiscally? What are the damages that have occurred due to the toxic relationship? What can be salvaged? What needs to be discarded? Where do I see it going? Do I want to continue with this business or dissolve it and go back into the workforce or start another business? Who can support me rebuilding? And rebuilding is very important. That's why I'm going to talk about the next thing later. It is so important to have a conversation with yourself about these things. So when you get out, you have something to focus, helping you to cope rather than going into deep depression. Planning ahead really helps. It's what got me through when I got out of my toxic relationship. Hopefully, some of these activities I'm sharing with you are helpful. Now, the last thing I would like to suggest to you is research your team. Yes, a team. Now, if you go back to when I was telling you how after the bookkeeper, I started looking for a marketing expert, a psychotherapist. The therapist was the last person I looked for um, because I did a lot of other things that helped me cope. I have great coping um, techniques. And that's something that came with my background, my psychology background when I used to work under psychologists and, and psychiatrists and for the state of Virginia. That's something that I developed for myself also. So that's what helped me. But now I'm at a point where now I feel like since I'm transitioning, transitioning so much in my personal life and in my business life, I need someone else to talk to. Having a team really, really helps. You really need to be cautious with who you get on your team. Even though these people are experts, are they for you and not for themselves because you're just hiring them? This is not a journey you want to travel alone. It's hard enough trying to think about getting back up. Research your team as you are planning your escape. I encourage you to research them because you really need to think about who will best support your meeting. Oh, excuse me. You need to think about who will best support you meeting your goals once you are on the other side of that window I mentioned earlier. There will be days of emotional roller coaster rides, which is to be expected. Having a team in place is the equivalent of having an insurance policy in place. Now, that's how I choose to look at it. I told you already in the broadcast who I had on my team. I have a lovely team. I have a strong team. Since I developed my team last year, 
I have also included a, a second financial expert who can help me increase my finances in my personal life, as well as a traveling expert. Business owners still travel a lot. Not only am I a podcaster and a restoration strategist, I am also a speaker and a poet. I'll leave contact info in the show notes to reach me if you would like to hire me. To Now for a recap of today's show. One of the many things that you need to do as a business owner is recognize if you're being abused. I know we get tend to get a lot busy and sometimes we we avoid dealing with what's going on because we have something else as an escape, namely our business, to keep us busy so we won't think about what's happening to us. But it's important that you recognize if you're being abused so you can be in a safe place. The second thing, think about what your life would be like as you get out of the relationship and execute that plan. What is it that you want on the other side of that window? That's what you need to think about. And lastly, build a team. As you're building a team, research these people as you're developing your team. You need who is going to best meet your goals that you are looking for as you journey to a healthier lifestyle. It has been a pleasure sharing with you today. Feel free to download an episode and grab the free resources provided in the show notes. You can visit our blog at bit.ly forward slash podiary. That is B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash P-E-D-I-A-R-Y. You can also connect with us on Instagram and Twitter. The handle is Proactive Eye and Facebook at Proactive Eye Podcast is the handle there. You can find all links to connect with us and free resources in the show notes. This has been your host, Elegant Granny. Thank you for your support and visit us again. And to all business owners in toxic relationships, much success to you developing and implementing an escape. For those who are out of abusive situations, much success on your healing journey. For those who support individuals in toxic relationships or have come out of them, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. We appreciate you. This is again your host, Elegant Granny. I again thank you for your support. And remember, healing is a continuous process, not a one-shot deal. Much love, peace, light, and healing vibes. Stay tuned next week as we sum up the Starting Over series. 